Let's look in our Bibles tonight to, to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Verse 99. Verse 99. It reads, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. It's a pretty powerful statement. <laughs> I know more than all my teachers. Wow. Well, how do you do that? Did I, I stole the teacher's manual. I've got a copy of, uh, of the teacher's book that the teacher teaches out of. No. What made him so wise? What made him um, have such great understanding? He said, your testimonies. That's talking about the Word of God. He said, I have made my meditation. Now, how many understand what meditation involves it involves thinking about something continually if I will think about something continually it be it will become it will become a normal way of thinking for me it will become automatic you know many many things are learned thinking and thought patterns are learned. Some people default to a certain way of thinking every time they face certain situations. And other people face the same situation and their thoughts go a different way. Have you ever, have you ever known someone, been with someone, had a friend, a relative, and you heard about what they were dealing with and how they reacted or responded to whatever that thing was and you thought give me a break that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of somebody doing I can't believe they did that why didn't they do this or you heard how they responded or said something and you thought who would even think that way I don't know if you've ever thought that Am I the only one? <laughs> okay, we've all come across people who have just thought completely irrationally about something. And to, to us, it was like clear as day how it should be, but they thought a different way. Their neural pathways were mixed up. I don't know. <laughs> they, they had something that was out of kilter in their thought process. Amen. These things are trained. You can train yourself over time by what you meditate on to think correctly concerning life, concerning what you deal with. Maybe you found yourself looking back over your life repeatedly making wrong decisions in certain areas. Well, how many know it's valuable to be able to identify that? But in those areas, we can 
meditate on the Word of God and actually change the way we think. What we shouldn't do now, some people have because of wrong thoughts, and that could be because of what, what, what they've experienced at times in life, but ultimately it's how we respond to them. But people have actually built into their, their brain, not just their mind, their brain, something identifiable by the medical profession to say, you are, uh, you need a drug to fix this now. Whether they call it clinical or whatever, you need a prescription to alter your mood, your feelings. You can no longer do this on your own. Isn't it true that that happens? That people have, they're physically something's there and they need a medicine or something to fix that. That doesn't mean it's unfixable, even if they say it is. And that doesn't mean that that situation could not have been avoided. But what it probably means in many situations, and don't take this as a rebuke, anyone who's dealing with, with stuff. It probably means that they, this person thought a certain way for a long period of time and it altered their condition. And now to get back is more of a hurdle and it's easier, again, don't be condemned by this, but it's easier to take a drug to fix the condition. Because we get established in thinking certain ways. All of us do this, me too. We tra have trained ourselves to think certain ways concerning life, concerning God, concerning other people. Amen. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't go here, but I might as well. This is believers meeting, right? <laughs> We're this illustration comes back to mind. In our culture today, we're all being trained. And some of it <laughs> fires me up in a negative way. I, I, I noted this because I uh, had a discussion in our staff meeting. I noted this when I used a, a certain illustration this past weekend about Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. And how... Uh, how when I, when I said that, as there were a, a handful of sighs. And I remember, and I said, years ago, I said that, because I got that from some of my black friends who say that. Years ago, I would say that, and it would be nothing. There would be no negative reaction to that at all. And this, and this week, last weekend, that's the first time I've used that joke or whatever you want to call it, in many years and I was able to identify in our church a shift in culture where people are so stinking politically correct that they're so hypersensitive over stupid things. Can I say stupid? I, I, I'm outside. I might sound annoyed right now. <laughs> to where it's not like it's a right or wrong. It's a conditioning thing. And people are so, yeah, because, you know, with all the progress, supposed progress our country has made in 
race relations. The, the, the way it's bad now is everyone's, a, everyone's afraid. They're all afraid of, of, of being a certain way. And I just want to say, shut up. Who gives a stinking rip about what color somebody is or about a race they came from? That's the dumbest thing in the world. Anyway, let's move on. I'm saying we have been, we are continually being trained to think certain ways. It's happening sometimes without our awareness. What am I going to do? I believe the key to all this is meditation on the Word of God. We meditate on all kinds of things. We meditate on things all day long. People meditate on news and current events or just entertainment. Or people meditate on their problems. They meditate on how someone did them wrong and they, don't, they think about it. They've been thinking about it for a week or for a year or for 10 years. And what is that? I'm wondering if it's readjusting, I can't speak to the physiological sense with great expertise, but I'm wondering if it's changing stuff, even in our physical brain and our emotions and how all that works. I believe we can be trained by God's Word and to a point where we think right. Why do some, and this, why do some people get upset so easy and other people blow stuff off I mean I'm not saying I have all the answers I'm just saying why is it it's a reality it's a reality you could say one thing to one person and you know I mean maybe something rude and they'll go ah. and another person will think about it for a month Another person, it ruins their day. The other person forgets about it by the end of the day. How is that possible? We've trained ourselves, or so I know some of us have had help through, <laughs> through modeling, through families who grew, we grew up in, through different things. But hey, if we're adults, no excuses now. Let's reprogram. Write zeros across that hard drive. <laughs> Amen. And begin to think different. The meditation of the Word. You're right there close to Joshua, right? Kind of. At least in that half of the Bible. Joshua 1. Joshua 1 and verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Notice the connection of mouth and meditate. I believe it's the Hebrew word for meditate that actually literally means to mutter. You say. You shall meditate in it day and night. How many know that's a lot of meditation? Can you meditate? On something day and night 
Yeah, I think most of us have proved, proved that true through worry. Times when we've had stuff heavy on our mind and you couldn't sleep but think about it. You couldn't wake but think about it. You ate it. You drank it. You went to work in it. You, you drove in it. It, it, just, it was just there all the time. Yes, so we, can, we know this is humanly possible. The human condition can meditate on something all the time. What if that was God's Word? You shall meditate day and night that you may observe to do. So we're, we're, we're working ourselves into a position of action. Think about it, then I do it. Remember, all change, real change now, starts inside. What people oftentimes want to do is change their behavior without changing their heart. And that's futile. If you want lasting, permanent change in your life, there must be an internal change. There must be a change in the way that we think. I must think differently about it. Otherwise, it's going to wear off, whatever it is, and we're going to revert to whatever is inside. Remember, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we are, tr- are, are, we are designed to live out of the inside. The benefit we get there is through the new birth. God takes care of the big part of it right there instantly. So there's something in all of us that's good. But then there's the mind that must be renewed. And it must be trained to think like God. And when I am like God, spiritually, the righteousness of God in Christ. When I am like God, spiritually, and then I start thinking like God. (laughs) I'm laughing. There's a maturity there, man, that most people don't attain to. There's a wisdom there, man, that people long for. But it's the answer. It's the key. Have you ever thought about how God handles things? (laughs) Thought about, how does He put up with this? How does He... I know this, He thinks right about everything. He sees things with absolute clarity. And we don't always see everything with that, with that clarity. He said, according to all that's written therein, for, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Then being the key word. Then, if you meditate on it day and night, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. What if I don't do the former? What if I just pray, Lord, make me a success. Lord, prosper me. What if I just, what if I just give in the offering? Because we all know giving is part of, you know, giving and receiving is part of that. Well, I still think this will override that. Even if I give and it comes back to me, that doesn't make me a successful, prosperous person. But when I think right, now you can't hold me back. When the inside of me is at a certain level, the outside is, is going to catch up to that or catch down to that. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you know the concept. Uh, Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your 
soul prospers. And so we've all, we've all seen the connection with, with prosperous thinking and prosperous living. We've got to think right before we can experience. We all know the, the stories of the lottery winners. Most lottery winners go broke. They, spend, they waste gazillions of dollars and, and oftentimes ruin their lives in the process and end up with nothing. Why? Because money doesn't make one prosperous. Money means you temporarily have money. <laughs> and a lot on the outside without a lot on the inside is a recipe for disaster. Amen. That's why it should be our goal all of our days. Think right. I believe if we'll do this, make it continual. Don't be disturbed by a missed day. But make it a normal part of our lives to think on, to say, to meditate on what God has said. And do it over a period of time that it keeps us from falling. It keeps us, it's like, I can't turn away. Even though we know technically and, you know, like theologically, we can. (laughs) I didn't lose my will. I can disobey any day I want. But there's something about, there's something inside of me that won't let me. What is that? Well, it's the Spirit of God. It's the Lord drawing me. But it's me being mindful of it. It's Him who's always with me, but I know it. That's the problem. <laughs> if you really want to do wrong, <laughs> that's the problem. He, he, he's still there. And so we meditate. Look at 2 Corinthians. Chapter 10. I believe the Lord wants to help some people tonight. He wants to help all of us. We all strengthened every time we meditate in the Word. But the Lord wants to help people to stay, to remain, to continue, to be safe from any thought that would lead you away. From anything that would keep you out of God's favor and God's best. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that's fleshy, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Notice that language, that if we're using spiritual weaponry, then we have the ability to bring thoughts captive. You have the ability to cast down certain ways of thinking. Sometimes people say, I just can't help myself. I just can't control my thoughts. I just can't get a grip on my thoughts, my thinking. Ah, I got all these thoughts. Listen, whatever we feed grows. It grows stronger. Every time we resist 
a, a thought, a negative thought, a, thought, a seed of doubt and unbelief, a, a thought of wrongdoing that's ungodly. Every time we resist a temptation to, to, to do the wrong thing and, and go the wrong way, we're weakening it. It doesn't happen necessarily overnight, but when we resist, it gets weaker. When we yield to it and let it sit around and we think about it and we stew about it and we whatever, kind of, whatever kind of thought it is, it's getting stronger. When I read the Word, the devil's grip, if you want to call it that, on my thinking gets weaker. Every time I'm in the Word, it's getting weaker. Every time I'm feeding whatever that is. That's why, you know, if a person is dealing with thoughts of a certain nature, they should avoid anything that feeds that. I know, know of a person, someone told me recently, who, who at one time had cancer, and they, have, uh, they no longer do, and they are free from that. But he said, they were telling me that this person will not... Um, what, what was it they wouldn't do? They wouldn't watch, it was like medical shows maybe, or something of that nature. Something that would feed the fear of that thing. They just wouldn't look at that. They w wouldn't look at that stuff anymore. Wouldn't, not going to research it out. You know, I realize some people are in the medical profession, you're going to deal with things like that. But whatever it is that they deal with, if someone battles thoughts of, uh, of anger and revenge and you're one in the past who's always wanted to you're quick to get back at somebody you might want to watch what type of TV shows that you view do you watch shows with a lot of anger and violence in them well that would feed that watch a comedy <laughs> you know what I'm saying if someone's issue is a certain area you identify that and stop feeding that way of thinking. If you're one, you know, if you're one who gets or is always upset or, or taking offense to cer certain things, you watch who you hang around with. That also they all, they're also reactionary. You know, they say birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> Sometimes that can be good. People of faith being together and so forth. And uh, but if all your friends get together and everyone, all your company gets together and they complain about stuff, it's time for some new friends, huh? Amen. Why? Because that feeds that in you. You don't want to be that way. Think about you think that way long enough, man. You become bitter. You become very unfun to be around we want to counter every wrong thought with the word of God but you can cast down you know, you know like the old saying can't keep a bird from flying over your head but you can sure keep it from building a nest in your hair and we can cast down imaginations I think we should use our imagination for godly things Imagination is not bad. I think imagination can be uh, uh, something that you attach your faith to. You, you, you begin to envision on, intentionally. Envision good things happening. Envision, envision your life getting better. Can you see it? Can you imagine it? Envision God using you in a greater degree. Amen. Envision giving large gifts.
to people. Envision writing large checks to ministries, putting up buildings for local churches in the, bo- in the Treasure Valley. <laughs> Why not? Well, what's, what's the opposite? What do people do, especially when economic times are hard? People envision themselves losing their job and then losing their home. And then, you know, and people go down the line playing stuff out and envisioning all this stuff. What is that? It's not godly thinking. You think that way long enough and you've trained yourself in unbelief. Trained yourself in expecting wrong things to happen. Wouldn't be wrong at all just to sit down for a while. Don't turn, you know, leave the TV off, leave everything off. Just sit down. And imagine good things happening. Yeah. See yourself winning someone to the Lord. See yourself walking in the favor and blessings of God. See yourself driving it, living in it, eating it. <laughs> no limitations. The Word comes back to you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said. How many know you can't remember something that you've never heard? And the more that we meditate on His Word day and night, the more God has to work with in our lives. We get to a situation and He brings it back to you. He brings it back to you. brings it back to your remembrance. Amen. I believe the Lord wants to help us in this regard. Praise God.